0: Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. It was a dud, people. This rally for January 6th, it was a dud. People didn't show up. Maybe they weren't interested. Maybe they weren't interested in the group putting it together. But media showed up. Media showed up like it was their job. And there was nothing to report. I don't know if they were angry about it. They they wanted to attack all these January 6th people. You know, it was an insurrection. They can't get over themselves. They really do love this topic. They love the topic more than they, they love the idea that people would actually want to engage their First Amendment rights. I don't mind that people gathered to talk about January 6th. They want to talk about who's been incarcerated and whether or not they're getting help here or there. Are they being held, you know, not being charged? All of these things should bother all of us. I, I can't tell you whether or not this is happening in every case. But I can ask the question, are you telling me that people could be held and not have an opportunity to hear the charges against them? And we would be okay with such a thing because that's the ugly in our society. There is a lot of ugly in our society right now. One of those places that is absolutely horrifically ugly is the border. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, 833, got Tony, 833 Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. This is NBC reporting on the border right now that bridge that, that the, the 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 bridge there at Del Rio, Texas. Listen. <laughs> Congressman Gonzalez said today that the Department of Homeland Security has increased the number of flights returning the migrants to their home country to at least eight. Those flights are set to start operating this coming week. However, he said, an unknown number of migrants will be released into the United States while they wait for their immigration hearings. The congressman also said that there are major food shortages in grocery stores and restaurants have been asked to close early to make food for the camp. In addition, workers who usually commute from Mexico haven't been able to travel across the Del Rio International Bridge because it's been shut down. So there is now a labor shortage in the area. Well, he- well that sounds rational. Over there at Fox News, Bill M- Malugin, M-E-L-U-G-I-N, who's been doing the real reporting Talks about how many people are crossing into the U.S. Jackie, this is a crisis in every way, shape, and form. We are live on the Rio Grande right now on a boat. We want to show you what we're looking at. Take a look at this. This is Ciudad Acuna, this is Mexico right here where we have been watching a steady stream of hundreds of migrants crossing the Rio Grande illegally, Brian will pan left here, they're crossing the Rio Grande illegally over a dam and they are slowly walking over to the United States where there is a massive crowd of these migrants who have gathered, they go over there, they bathe in the river, they change their clothes and then they walk down a dirt path towards where that international bridge is some border patrol agents and texas state troopers just pulled up on the other side over there you might not be able to see them but they're they've got their lights and sirens on over there there's a texas state trooper vehicle pulling up earlier there was nothing but this is a remarkable scene here showing just how much this uh, situation down here is deteriorating this is all the fault of joe biden And you have two choices if you are a news outlet. You could talk about the guy you spent so much political capital on who is going to be better than Donald Trump. Finally, the adults are in the room. Or you could report on some nonsense rally about January 6th and keep talking about January 6th like it was something worse than September 11th, which it wasn't. I mean, the choice is yours. And clearly we've seen the choice made by so many in MSNBC and CNN and other places. I'm actually impressed that there are news outlets discussing what's happening. But the fact that they're discussing it means that there is no way to avoid it. They wanted the story to be January 6th. They want the story to be, oh, the insurrectionists are at it again. But everybody knows that they've invented, concocted this story, this huge load of, you know what? They invented it. Every single way but loose, every which way. I don't favor riots, but I know what's an insurrection and I know what isn't. And if you have time to take a selfie, you are not involved in an insurrection. Meanwhile, if you think we're the only people noticing this, What's going on at the border? I got to say, once again, that you cannot ignore what is obvious. You can try with things like January 6th to keep people's attention. But even MSNBC is like, wait a second, where's Kamala? How about the message from our vice president? Where is she? She was supposed to be in charge of all of these migration issues, going to those Northern Triangle countries. That's obviously not Haiti. That was one of her first international trips with the message, do not come here illegally. People aren't listening. What is she saying now? Well, we haven't heard a lot from the vice president. Of course, you point out she was focused on those Northern Triangle countries. A lot of her work was in Guatemala, working with that government. A lot of the diplomacy, which is what the vice president was focused on, was with Mexico. And essentially what we're seeing now is a breakdown of that work with Mexico. Mexico for a while was stopping a lot of migration coming from Guatemala into Mexico, keeping people from ever even reaching the U.S. border. But now Mexico became so overwhelmed with this particular migrant surge that they were beyond capacity and we were seeing mexico essentially give up in some cases just allow buses through their country to the u.s border which is how so many people got here so quickly that's a great question where is kamala harris we actually caught up with her and asked her about the situation at the border here's what she said <laughs> what it sounds like in hell by the way that is absolutely the loop that will play in hell the question was asked by by uh Stephanie rule and MSNBC it's a legitimate question you cannot ignore the obvious yet there's a desperation to do just that now the border is not the only thing that has been an absolute positive cluster. And I'm going to get into the cluster of the week. You're hearing a lot of people talk about, oh, the very bad week that Joe Biden had. Uh, oh, it's, it's, it's a malaise. My, my brother, the good Dr. Katz, referred to it as a gloom. And I don't think that there's any question that that is the way Americans feel right now. That there is a gloom. You walk through a supermarket... And there isn't as much toilet paper on the shelves, and meat has gone up by an exorbitant amount in supermarkets. I don't know about you, meat has gone up an exorbitant amount, and we take that opportunity, right? It's it's. I I feel, I I have worked my ass off to be in a place where I can afford the steak, whatever it is, the price is per pound. That doesn't mean I do it. And so we spend a lot of time explaining that to our kids. Here's how you can take a cut of meat that other people say, oh, that's no good, because it's not a filet, right? Here's how you make it work. Because you have to ask yourself, just because you can't afford it, should you? I learned the hard way, do not live above your means. Because you can't afford something, doesn't mean you necessarily should afford something, you got it. You got to have some, some mind to it. I'm taking these opportunities to teach my kids to the best of my ability, how you deal with these things. And that's about rising prices, about things, shortages, how you engage proper preparation. Do you know how to cook for yourself? So you're not going out. So you're not wasting your money there, etc. Although you can go out from time to time. You just can't make it a lifestyle. It's like the people who buy from uh, uh, the local coffee house uh, that sometimes goes by the name of, uh, I don't want to use the real name, so sounds like Starbucks. If you can afford that $4 twice a day, that's fine. That's 40 bucks a week. That's $160 a month. That's $1,200 plus each and every year. That's what you're spending your money on? And not a, you don't have to buy a curry. Just buy a damn coffee pot. What's wrong with you? How much is that savings? Doesn't that matter? I spent a lot of time working with the kids on this subject. But really, onto this conversation of gloom and onto this conversation of fear. The fear conversation is where we get into the continued madness of masks. And with the Emmys that took place, oh, we're going to break down the end of, the, of mask wearing in the United States. But my brother, the good Dr. Katz, referred to this as uh, this gloom, very much how you would have uh, Jimmy Carter and the, and the Malays speech. There is a gloom that is over the country. Uh, to to deny it, I think is is ridiculous. People are looking at the world and saying, "What is this? You know, I feel I am less angry with the Biden voter than most. Because, don't get me wrong, I'm mad at them. You didn't vote for Trump because of mean tweets. How, how ridiculous. It was a, that is ridiculous because you were not voting for a boyfriend. You are not voting for somebody to tuck you in at night. You're voting for somebody who can handle running the country. And Joe Biden cannot. These people who are supposed to be the adults are in charge. Again, they're not adults. Don't you know that Ben Rhodes is a terrible guy who's never had a good idea in a day in his life? Susan Rice, same way. Powers, same way. These people are ignorant people. They were fools when in, in the Obama days. It's just Obama did a much better job of keeping a lid on it, him and Valerie Jarrett. They don't know how to run a country. They sure as bloody hell know how to run a mafia family. I'll tell you that much. Run a country? Well, no, not not a good holy chance, but run themselves a, a mafia family? On that, they know what they're doing. But there is opportunity within this, within this gloom, And part of that opportunity is to teach yourself to engage with your spouse, to talk to your children, to your parents, to your friends, to your loved ones, how not to get mired in it, which can be at times difficult, which is why it's important to engage these conversations and teach these things so you can help each other out when the moment comes, because we all have dealt with this in our own ways. I tell you that I spend half of my time with my children telling them not to be afraid of COVID, and the people who are afraid of COVID are making a huge mistake. For what reason should they be afraid? For what reason should they fear that they're going to die? What a ridiculous thing to do. Should they fear getting into car accidents? No. No. They should learn how to drive and drive as safely as possible. And you'd still hope for the best. We all do. You're 28 years old. Your mother is still worrying about you when you drive. You're 49 years old. Your mother is still worrying about you when you drive. You're 70 years old. If your mother is still alive, your mother is worrying about you when you drive. Can't spend your life in worry. Can't spend your life in in this locked up. It is our job to notice when we're not getting we're not being given facts when we're purposely being deflected and to share why that is, and while that is extremely upsetting, you now have the tool set at your disposal to being able to see the stories they don't want you to see so you're engaged properly so you're not necessarily stunned or surprised by the things that are happening and going on. That is an empowering moment and to watch them so push this DC rally and nothing come of it, because it's not a story. Because January 6th, while I disagree with riots, was not an insurrection, and everyone who says otherwise is lying through their teeth. They were forced to cover the border because 15,000 people under a bridge is not just the part of a Red Hot Chili pepper song. It is a problem, and a problem that goes back to Joe Biden's complete and total utter failure. As a leader, him and Secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, and a host of others. And being able to push aside that nonsense and engage the conversation, while it can be, can you believe we have to do this? It is also equally empowering that you know how. Just like you should know how, hey, uh, the cost of that went up. Yeah, you can afford it, but should you? Here's how you can work the other things and make it work for you. That way you stay within your budget so you can handle the real problems that may come ahead. These things are bothersome, but they are opportunity for opportunity. And I am a big proponent of taking advantage of that opportunity. I'm Tony Katz. So out in, what was this in California? No, it's Illinois. California, Illinois, the only difference is weather. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. There's a story of these, these high schoolers, the Rock Island High School soccer team. And they were getting on the charter bus to, I guess, go to a game. But the driver wouldn't let them on the bus because they were carrying a Mexican flag in celebration of Mexico's Independence Day. That is the weirdest thing I have ever heard. The team got off the bus, wouldn't get on board, and so they missed the game. The game was rescheduled. And uh, they put out the, this this note, right, from the, uh, from the school district. The Rock Island uh, School District is a school district of many nations, and we are here to support our students. Racism is counterproductive to our values, and we need to do everything in our power to end it. First, I, I can't tell you it was racism if somebody said you can't get on the bus cuz you're carrying a mexican flag maybe maybe we've got to work on our terminology number 2 i don't know why you wouldn't let somebody on the bus if they're carrying a mexican flag number 3 why would any american citizen be celebrating mexico's independence day uh just cuz i it goes to this this, this bigger conversation of people who come to the United States, live in the United States, and yet somehow want to believe where they came from was better. It isn't. Mexico's not better. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? I didn't say don't be Mexican. I didn't say don't understand your heritage or your history or your culture. I did not say do not even celebrate those things. I am asking a very different question. You have to celebrate Mexico's Independence Day and you're waving around the Mexican flag. You're an American. What the hell, man? You live in America. It's where you play soccer. What the hell? Explain yourself. Explain the mathematics that you did. Or are you just super woke, buying into the idea of the hyphenization? You're a Mexican-American. No, you're an American. Mexico is great. Clearly not. Look at all the people trying to leave. Clearly not. Not that it can't be. Not that it shouldn't be. Not that it has amazing advantages. Not that I wouldn't be thrilled to see mexico on a a governmental side get it into gear so people can actually lead the lives that they desperately want to lead in mexico would be spectacular would be wonderful it is a nation with nothing but promise and yet never delivers on that promise no doesn't deliver enough on that promise So the question is, why are these high schoolers with the Mexican flag? What are they celebrating? (laughs) There's a much deeper conversation at play. Meanwhile, Biden's very, very bad week. From submarines to the border to COVID. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. So the crisis at the border, which is all a product of Joe Biden, is just one of the parts of the very bad week Joe Biden had. And you must understand that everything I'm about to go through, Joe Biden spent the weekend in Delaware by the beach. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. 833 Got Tony. Would love to hear from you. 833-468-8669. Joe Biden is absentee and his party is unwilling to speak out even though we're already seeing media engaged in certain levels of 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 cracks there are certain levels of of things being broken apart this was jonathan carl on abc well, it looked like the White House was getting ahead of the science. That the White House was getting ahead of the health experts. And, you know, Dr. Fauci seems to be in a little bit of a spin mode and saying, look, we were just wanted to be ready by this day. But make no mistake, Martha, when the White House rolled this out, the expectation was you would begin the process of boosters for everybody on September 20th. That was not the recommendation uh, of the FDA advisory panel. It will not be what the FDA goes forward with in all, you know, all likelihood. Uh, and this is important. Because Biden's credibility on COVID has been his his has been what has driven his level of his popularity. I mean this is this is what he has trusted most on and what he needs to be trusted most on, and we've seen it eroded uh, over the past several weeks. So the border is a disaster and MSNBC is noting it. And his failure on COVID has now been noted by ABC. What is the failure? The failure is that Joe Biden went out there and told everybody that boosters were the way. Boosters are the way forward. Everybody, we're gonna have these boosters. and a matter of fact, we're not only gonna have these boosters. We'll be ready to start these booster, this booster program during the week of September 20. But of course, that's not the case. That's not when they were ready to have this booster program. So much so, not ready that the FDA just voted two different votes one was and this was this was a panel within the FDA one was the idea of boosters 65 and older and one was an idea of boosters between the ages of 16 and 65 boosters meaning a booster shot a third shot from whether it's Pfizer or Moderna or I guess it would be a second shot from Johnson and Johnson really really kick in that immune response Does it work? Does it not? They're seeing things in some places that say that it works. I'm not denying that it might not uh, be helpful. Check with your doctor. But Joe Biden put it out there that we're going to have these boosters good to go. Well, we don't have these boosters good to go. Now, do we? The panel voted in a vote of 18 to nothing for boosters ages 65 and older. But for ages 16 to 65 that vote was 16 to 2 against boosters. Meaning, no boosters for your kids, no boosters for people starting families, none of that stuff goes against what it is that Joe Biden put out there. Yet Dr. Fauci talking to Jake Tapper on CNN is defending him. Jake, I don't think so. The president was very clear, as was the medical group when we said, we are planning to do this, and it was always said in his official statement, in the official written statement from all of us, including the FDA and the CDC, that was pending and on the condition of the examination of all of the data by the FDA. It's understandable how there could have been some confusion, but what was said was pretty clear, Jake. It seems to me that Dr. Anthony Fauci is being muzzled by the White House and being forced to say certain things to make them look good. That's what it seems to me. That's clear that Donald Trump, I mean, Joe Biden, is telling the, the, the Dr. Fauci, telling the NIH and the CDC what to say so he looks good. Isn't that what they said about Donald Trump? Why isn't it true now? Why isn't it true now? It's the same exact thing. That's Fauci covering Biden got ahead of the science, Biden got, Biden got ahead of the FDA, Biden got ahead of others, and he looks the fool. So here he is on the border. Oh, we're going we're gonna to recreate the system because Trump broke the system, and Trump did this and Trump did that. Trump does not have 15,000 people under a bridge. None of that is Trump. That is all Joe Biden. As a matter of fact, not just under a bridge crossing into the United States overwhelming the system none of them from what we know have covid shots and people are worried that this could be a super spreader event failing on covid and the fda oh we'll get into the mask failure coming up you do not miss me on masks because i've got some strong words and i've got some advice that you're going to want to take what else has joe biden failed on that's right the drone strike In Kabul, 13 U.S. service members killed because Joe Biden didn't know how to engage in evacuation. The failure of the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, Mark Milley, the failure of the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin. They left Americans to die, and so we are clear they left Americans to die. We still have at least 100 Americans that are in Kabul, in Afghanistan, right now. Dana Perino on Fox was talking to a woman who is an American citizen from Afghanistan who is still in Afghanistan. You listen. Julie, tell me what you are hearing from the State Department. You are a U.S. citizen, been a citizen for 16 years uh, or, or, or longer. Yes. You tell me tell me a little bit more about that and what you are hearing from the State Department about what you're supposed to do now. I'm not doing I'm just sitting for a help you know, they broke me, you know, the United States broke me because I'm U.S. citizen. And past month, you know, I've been through a lot of very bad in my life. I see, you know, I just come to get married here. to have life with my family and get back there. The Taliban coming and everything is changing it make my life. Is... I, basically, I'm dying, but it's my life. I don't know. That's Joe Biden's legacy. That's what Joe Biden did. You get upset if your kid gets left at the mall for an extra hour That's what Joe Biden did. So has it been a very bad week? Oh, yeah. It's been a very bad, very awful, very terrible week for Joe Biden and for America. As we see the absolute level of failure of this administration, the inability of this administration to do anything These are not competent people. These are not the adults in the room. 13 U.S. service members killed because they couldn't properly plan an evacuation. And so what comes next? Well, this is clearly the work of ISIS-K. ISIS-K did this, and we are not going to let them get away with it. So the next thing you know, there's a drone strike, and you've got 10 People killed and, oh, yeah, we took out that ISIS-K member. No, they didn't. There was no ISIS-K member. They killed 10 civilians, did Joe Biden and his team, including seven children. So for a guy who was desperate to get us out of war, it sure seems like he did the things that would start one. Marine Corps General Kenneth McKenzie, commander U.S. CENCOM, saying that the civilians were tragically killed on August 29th yet it was Mark Milley who had called the strike righteous guys I haven't even gotten into France recalling their ambassador because of the submarines we're gonna have that whole conversation coming up you know what let me do it now just really quick Get it out of the way. I think there's more to this story than meets the eye. The United States struck a deal with Australia and the United Kingdom regarding nuclear-powered submarines. This to help uh, further patrols in the Indo-Pacific. Really a hedge against China. France is infuriated that they were left out of the deal, and they recalled their ambassadors from the United States and from Australia because of it. On this... The only thing that you could put to Biden right now, from what I can gather, is that he did not do a job in letting allies know what the plan was. But the idea that we would create a deal with Australia regarding submarines, that makes sense. That we would be looking into how to do things in, uh, in the area, in the Indo-Pacific, makes total sense. That you would further the relationship with Australia because of the threat of China? makes perfect sense all of that makes absolute sense to me the recalling of the ambassador means that he did not do enough to engage our allies he didn't care about them or he's incompetent which is the facts because for joe biden he has never gotten a foreign policy decision right ever so we killed civilians Not an ISIS-K member, not a terrorist in Kabul. We left Americans behind to die. He lied about COVID boosters and got ahead of the science there. And while you have 15,000 people in a massive humanitarian disaster at the border, he's on vacation in, in Delaware. And we still haven't gotten to the big one. It's the end of masks. I'll tell you why. Keep it right here. I'm Tony Katz. So the Emmys took place. The Emmy Awards were given out. Good for Ted Lasso. I think it's a fun show. Good for the Crown. Good for Queen's Gambit. The show hacks. I never even heard of it. It it won big. No one's wearing a mask. If we are going to do the complete story of the absolutely terrible, terrible week of Joe Biden, it ends with the American people putting an end to this idea of forced vaccines and certainly mask mandates. That's Times Square. You had a couple thousand people showing up, maybe 5,000 according to some estimates, but let's say a couple thousand just to keep the conversation nice and civil. Showing up, to say we will not be a part of this. We're not going to live in in a life where we're told we have to wear these things or we need vaccine passports. None of that. You think that's just New York? Okay, it's it's just New York, whatever you say. That's Toronto, where 20,000 people gathered to oppose vaccine passports that is nothing to say of australia where they literally ran through police officers because they were trying to stop people from moving the people have had it and the fight is underway but if you want to know the perfect one to punch the shot chaser of masks here you go and before we go any further let me say to any doctor within the sound of my voice masks do not stop covid you're wrong You know you're wrong. And the people out there, whether they be doctors, and I shouldn't just point them out, or politicians or others, this is all about posturing and all about virtue signaling. None of it's about science. A mask stops something, but it doesn't stop COVID. And we have no idea how much we're hurting our kids when we put masks on them, and people should stop doing it. That's my official take. Now, if you want to wear a mask, you can. It's your kid. But the idea that we should have government mandates and force from schools and, 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 and government, nonsense, garbage, failures, and they should hear from the American people, and people should hashtag resist, which I was told just a year ago was the super in vogue thing to do. So the shot is the Emmys and all of these celebrities smiling and laughing and accepting awards and none of them wearing a mask and hugging Oh, the hugging and none of them wearing a mask. As someone pointed out on Twitter, my kid eats lunch in their lap in the auditorium and they get yelled at if they don't face forward. They can't talk to friends. COVID. The shot is Ocasio-Cortez at the Met Gala. Not wearing a mask. The shot is the mayor of San Francisco, London Breed, singing while there's a mask mandate in her city. And what's her response? I was feeling the spirit of the music. That audio is out there somewhere. I couldn't grab it. She was feeling the spirit of the music, she was. And so she wasn't wearing a mask. Here's the chaser. The chaser. <laughs> Put yeah, your this mask kid. on. Yeah. Now you gotta, p- you gotta wear it on. Uh-huh. Oh, now you gotta keep it on. Yeah. Put your mask on. Yeah. There you go. Keep it right there. Yay, Mason! Yay! You yeah. it on, like Mason. No. Look, we're gonna keep it right here. That is daycare workers forcing a mask on a two-year-old. Ocasio-Cortez doesn't need to wear a mask, but this two-year-old should be forced to wear a mask. Stop doing it, guys. These doctors, these politicians who are pushing this nonsense aren't helping you and aren't helping their kid. They're torturing this kid. Torturing yours. Stop. This is nonsense. This isn't real. So you want to talk about the end of Joe Biden's very ba- bad week? It is the clear understanding that there is an elitist class and there is the rest of us. And the elitist class doesn't give a damn about what happens. And they certainly aren't paying attention to the rules. And our job is not to buy into that kind of structure. is to fight that structure with everything in us. So I have informed my children, you don't have to wear a mask. You don't have to do it. No, whether they will or they won't, I got to leave that up to them because I'm not there in school. I don't know how I force them not to. Am I now using my child as a way of a political tool? But my my my, my child is not too. I think if someone's trying to force a mask on your two-year-old, them's the fighting words. It's over. Anybody wants to come at me, can. Masks don't stop COVID, and we are torturing our children while the elites laugh so how about we don't do that anymore more to get to i'm tony katz this is tony katz today